Welcome to this week of Benny the Boomer Podcast. You know what week it is? It's time for the Big Ten Championship. Big Ten Championship. Big game tomorrow. No, Saturday. Saturday. I'm going to have a It's this weekend. It's a big ass game. This week. <laughs> Nonetheless, we're going against Wisconsin. And, and nap time. We already just started the show before we started the show. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the best running backs in the country. We're talking about the best running backs in the Big Ten. And JK got snubbed. Did JK get snubbed? Yes. I want to know that from you guys, but. Also, want to know from you guys: Did JK get snubbed for the best running back in the Big Ten? I look at it. You want to go first? No, I mean I got so much to say about this, but I, I'm going to let you guys talk. For you guys know more about playing running back than I do. I just know what <laughs> I'm going to go first. I just know what I watched all year long. All right, all right. I'm going to say he got snubbed because of some fact that you have to go back and look at the game when they play Wisconsin. No, the you first don't. Time. You can't do that. That's one thing you can't do. Are you not judged? Are you not judged by your best? <laughs> right? By your games against your best opponents? I'm let you hey, hey, so if 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 the two top running backs are going head to head in a big time game, big time show, and one does better than the other, then I, I feel the guy that does better has the edge. But you guys do realize, not that right? I'm saying that JK isn't the best running back in the Big Ten, but you guys do realize this isn't basketball. I realize that that Jonathan Taylor has to run against the Ohio State defense. hundred okay? percent. But I also realize that he had what, twenty carries for fifty yards. Yeah. yeah. That's and he's done that uh, four against Ohio State, but he also only had seventy yards against Northwestern. Mm-hmm. He also uh, couldn't beat Illinois. And uh, I'm sorry, I, I think that you are judged by how you play in your biggest games. And if you look at J.K. Dobbins against Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Michigan State, four top twenty run defenses right. in the country, he averaged 155 yards a game. And another thing you got to remember, J.K. half of the season he only played a half of most of the games. You you let him run. Every game, like he did against Michigan. I'm not going to sit here and dispute that J.K. wasn't phenomenal. J.K. didn't ball versus best opponents. All I'm going to do is I'm going to play devil's advocate, sit here and say, and sit here and say, Jonathan Taylor, he was the end all, be all for that offense. I get it. That's they didn't true. have a damn thing. I understand the premise of maybe he's more valuable. <laughs> That's another point. Maybe he's more valuable. You're the only guy that can name me somebody else on Wisconsin's offense. Right. Maybe he barely can do it. Right? Maybe he's more valuable than J.K. Dobbins, but he's not a better running back, and he didn't have. I mean, his numbers were better. He had one one additional touchdown. He had but like he also six, played way six, more, sixty more yards, and he had like thirty more carries. And, and J.K. played. Four minutes in the second half all year long. It's just my point is exactly. I I get I it. I think that, say about it. I, and you know this these these preseason awards like they hand them out. They they announce them right. in August. Like oh the preseason. <laughs> like who cares? Yeah. But those preseason nominations often shape people's perception in November because the rest of the media isn't watching every game. Right. They're watching their dudes. Yeah, man. Like I say, I'm not taking nothing away from J.K. You don't become the number two all-time leading rusher in Ohio State history just by being another guy. Right. That doesn't happen. Yeah, Phenomenal, one of the best running backs in school history. I'm just saying, I don't know if he was necessarily slighted. If you're, going, if you, if you're giving awards based off of numbers, all right, cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he has, what, 20, 30 less carries and only 90 less yards. The dude is balling. Yeah. Phenomenal. What was uh, Taylor's average? Uh, Less than JK's. That's all I know. <laughs> no, but Taylor, that's, <laughs> that's what right, I know. Come on, man. You got to <laughs> take into consideration everything. I, what did he do against Ohio State? Well, I, well, we know that. Ohio State has the number one defense in the country. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. JK, Wisconsin had the number one defense at the time. But they were exposed. We know Jonathan Taylor had a big game against Michigan, <laughs> right? But JK's day was better. We know. Right. Taylor didn't have to play Penn State, didn't play, didn't play Michigan State. Like – 
I don't know, man. I just think that like they're both great running backs. But they are. Yeah, they are. And again, they are. And I think if the argument is more valuable, then maybe I understand. But if you're talking about running back of the right. year, and that's what the award says. Mm-hmm. It says the running back of the year, not the whose team needs you more award. Right. Like, it's J.K. Dobbins in a landslide. It's just, man, for God's sake. I just sake. don't necessarily think he was just outright snubbed like that. I mean, it was, I think if Jonathan, Taylor didn't, if Jonathan Taylor didn't win that award last year, he wouldn't have won it this year. Another thing you got to look at. All right. Jonathan Taylor's backup. What did he do? Master T is a backup. Hold on, no, 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 because I'm saying obviously Master T took carries. That's gonna make. Hold on, he took carries. But I'm gonna tell you, that's gonna make your case look so much shitter. You know why? Because that's gonna say, you know what? I can plug and play any running back in Ohio State's offense, and they're gonna do what JK was able to do. You got a point there, but. But if you take the numbers of of Master Teague and Marcus Crowley and just give them to J.K., it's a runaway. That's what he's saying, I think. Basically. Like, if you take those additional seven. You give him his carries that he got. We made, uh, on Letterman Row, before the season, we did our bold predictions for the year, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that was our our thing. And mine was that J.K. was going to break Eddie George's single-season record for rushing and be the first 2,000-yard rusher in school history. He could have easily been. And he should have been already. Mm -hmm. And he's still probably going to do it. Especially if there's three more games, because he only needs like 335 yards. If you take off like Zeke did in this time, right? So I don't know, man. I just I know Jonathan Taylor's a really good running back, and I'm not saying that he's not, and I'm not saying he's not going to be a, a good NFL pro, right? And, but I, but JK got snubbed. That's indisputable fact. So so if you put facts, J, if you put JK <laughs> on Wisconsin's offense and you put Taylor on Ohio's offense, does JK still win? I mean, does 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 Taylor still win? No, because they're giving the award. <laughs> Please to pick him up. Come on, slide in. They're giving we're the award. We're getting Austin Ward up in here. Please. Because Ward, they're giving the we're award. We're talking about a snub. I got to get in here. They're Thank you. Let's, 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 let's they're giving the award to the most valuable, not the best, and that's that's my argument. Well, and I, I think that that's deservedly so at this point in time. I mean, he's a great running back, Jonathan Taylor, and he's arguably the best because when you look at it. I'm going to say he's a good running back because a great running I love back gets JK more than two yards with to carry. Everything in me. I think J.K. is phenomenal. I just. I'm just not over the belief that it was an outright snub because so, Donovan so, Taylor's a hell of a running back and he's doing a lot with a little. So if you're a GM and you got these two guys on the clock, right. who are you taking? That's oh. going to take a little bit more evaluation. Oh. I, mean, I, mean, I, know, I know who I'm taking. Yeah, I mean, that's going to take a little bit of evaluation. These, both, these guys oh. both are good. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm taking the guy that has 250 less career carries. In the, I, I'm a pro- I'm probably am too. I'm probably – I don't even know why I hesitated with that one. I'm probably and taking J.K. because J.K. is a little more versatile. You look at the history of, of the Wisconsin running backs from college to the pros. Yeah, I mean, know. you had – Yeah, but, what, but that's not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about – I'm just saying overall. I'm, I'm giving you, I'm giving you points. Yes, we're talking about a big-time right. running back a year who's the best running back in the Big Ten. Beanie, here's my case. When these two played, I know they're not going head-to-head. Think about the number of times that Wisconsin had to take Jonathan Taylor off the field. Passing situations, mm-hmm. no, he's not out there. Yep. Need a blitz pickup, he's not out there. Maybe that's because they want him to ca- take so many carries and put that that tear on his body. But I don't think he is the complete package that J.K. Dobbins is. Right. So to me, if you added the 29 carries or whatever it is, that's mm-hmm. a whole other game. It is. So the stats are going to be better than Jonathan Taylor. He's in. He's a three-down back, and he's playing for you know a much better team and one that had four new starters on the offensive line. Now they got really good, and all those guys I think are going to be future pros down the road. But there's just no way you can convince me that Taylor is better or more important. Because I don't know what's going to happen to the Ohio State offense if you don't have J.K. Dobbins out there. 
That is how you convince somebody. Now he just convinced me. He made, he made all these great points, and we're just going off of you know, oh, so, how they play against Oh, so no, we ain't made no made, good points. Yes, he made valuable this is all I need. points. This is all hey, I need. I walked right in the I walked in the door. <laughs> I knew what was happening. I said, boys, let me put this on right now. Right. This is all, this is all JK, I need. he got snubbed in. Okay, then. Thank you. That's, all, that's all, right. all we wanted, right? A little more right. detail. Jesus Christ. Show's over. Looks like I walked in right on time. What do you guys think? Uh, obviously about this weekend, and is there any chance at all? I'll, I'll go with you, Berm. We'll just, uh, I'm pointing at you, and I'm saying I'll go with you, Berm. I'm it's, very I'll confused. Go Berm, the right? internet, everything's exactly. reversed because we're because <laughs> we're dressed the same. Today. No, I'll go with you, Berm. What, what, what is your take uh, on this this weekend? Do you think any chance Wisconsin sneaks up and takes this away from Ohio State? And this is for both of you. Do you think if Ohio State happens to lose this game? Are we still in position to be in the college football? Play? Not that we are we in position. Do we still get in the college football? I'll answer play? it reverse. I mean, right. if, if it's a 17-14 loss and Justin Fields misses the three quarters of the game, and sure, Ohio State's still in the playoff if Fields is healthy and ready to go in the playoff. Can Wisconsin win? Sure, they can win. It's hard for a college football team to be emotionally dialed up for three straight games like the Buckeyes are going to have to be going into this weekend. That. We talked about it on uh, our Sorry. practice report on Wednesday night following uh, availability at Ohio State. That's the that's the concern for me. If if I have a concern, it's that talent wise, this isn't a matchup Ohio State should lose by, you know, ninety nine times out of a hundred, the Buckeyes are going to win this game. Um, just flat out talent's mm-hmm. talent. But when you're talking three straight weeks of Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, things get a little bit different, and you gotta you gotta find a different way to motivate your guys. I saw some. Uh, thing Ryan Day today apparently was showing the the team a video of a race where mm-hmm. somebody had a clear cut win and then slowed down and started pointing at the crowd and oh, celebrating yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they got beat and I you know he he's always looking for different ways to remind them of where they are I think uh being more more this week than almost any other take Michigan out of the equation the rivalry that's always going to do it for him but Ryan Day started talking about preseason polls this week and and how Ohio State you know, well, you guys, they only think you're talented, but they didn't think that you could actually do it. They questioned me. They questioned the offensive line. They questioned the defense. Justin Fields had never started. He's talking about this stuff. He didn't do that in August, but he waited till this week, and maybe it's something that he needed to kick him into gear. Berm is absolutely right. There's no way that Wisconsin – they have to have something – they have to play a perfect game, and they have to get three or four fumbles the way that Penn State right. did to pull it off, and you still can't do it. It's so hard to beat this team – the way that they're rolling and as talented as they are. There's just no comparison on paper. And to answer your other question, I think Ohio State has clinched. They're in. I, I'm not – it would take a 59 to nothing in the opposite way against them, I think, to knock them out of the playoff. They've done so much. They have a clear-cut number one resume right now. They need to lock up the number one seed because LSU is going to have a strong finishing argument uh, on Saturday or the potential to against Georgia. But there's – I don't see any way they can fall out of the top four if they just play a normal game. You guys got to answer this in one word for me. Oh, boy. <laughs> this guy. Is this the most talented Ohio State team you've ever seen? Top to bottom. Yes. No. All right. I get they're a the, no from now, you. Now, they're the best Ohio State team I've ever seen, but they're not the most talented. Not the most talented? 2015 was – more talent. I think this team is going to wind up with more draft picks in 2015. They may have more draft picks, but they're not going to have as many first-round draft picks. You don't think? No. I, I definitely think this team is the best Ohio State team yeah. ever assembled, and I, I think we're probably the most talented top to bottom because I don't see a weakness when you go to any position group. I mean, you can go to linebackers there. That's the one group that I don't see a first-round pick right now. Mm-hmm. I do. But I mean, I, see, I, I think Malik Harrison could be a, a talent-wise as that guy. Baron Browning could be that guy. <laughs> um, I mean, they got 
I, Isaac Pete Warner's played a hell of a season. Yeah, he's played I mean, great. I, I don't. It's certainly the weakest yeah. group on the on the field, but mm-hmm. it's not a weak group by any means. Malik Harrison is a great college linebacker, and I think that he'll be on an NFL team for a long time. But uh, the scouts that I've talked to already don't don't see him as a first round pick. Right. So you're right about that one. I, there's not a first round pick there, but uh, I, I would to me. Chase Young is a no-brainer, right? Jeff Okuda is a no-brainer. If Sean Wade comes out, there's a lot of people that like him as a first-round pick. Wow. Uh, I don't know if J.K. Dobbins, if you know, we, we've seen these this go back and forth right. with the running backs. You guys know that better than anybody. I think he's a solid second-round pick. First round, great. But I yeah. think worst-case scenario, second. Next year, you're talking about Justin Fields. Uh, I think Wyatt Davis and Josh Myers could be first-round picks if they come back, and they're going to be early-round picks if they go now. I mean, I, I can go down the list. It's a It's a supremely talented team. And I just the, – the one guy that never gets any attention that I just want to throw out there and, and people are still trying to figure out, you know, how high they could take him is Devon Hamilton because that guy is is wrecking stuff mm-hmm. at defensive tackle. Right. And that he's going to be in the league for a very long time too. So that's a lot, a lot of people that we missed. Uh, but that's six, seven first-round picks right there. It's a pretty good group. How hard is it to sit here and imagine – boom, you can answer this too, that – and we talked a little bit about it last week – that we changed one guy last year. One guy I'm talking about on our off, on our defensive side of the football, and that was Sheffield, right? Yep. And now we have the number one defense in the country. And we, do we have the number one offense in the country? They're number one in, in scoring offense, and they're currently number four in scoring defense. How hard is it to imagine that Urban Meyer wasn't able to get a national championship with that team last year? <laughs> let alone, because I mean, essentially we have the same as that guys on the defensive side of the football. I mean, is that like, like dumbfounding? To you, it's hard to it's hard to wrap your mind around it, and they obviously had the big slip up, and it hurts. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of it I I like to blame the selection committee because they're it's exactly. such a flawed process. Yeah. Like if that team had got a chance to play, I don't know if they would have beaten uh, Alabama or Clemson the way that defense was playing. Right. But the year two years ago and last year, I, they at least deserved to be in the mix for winning the Big Ten. It's so hard to do. It's been the best conference, and so I I, I blame them more than anything. But if you're also going to point fingers at what happened last year, you know Billy Davis and Greg oh, Schiano did not get it done, yeah. and you know the guy at the top hired him, so that's just the situation. And, you know, last year, aside from the fact that the defense was just awful, the offense was one-dimensional a year ago. They didn't run the ball very well, and I know they, which sounds silly because <laughs> there were still two thousand-yard rushers, <laughs> but they didn't. It wasn't like the the running game could ever take over a game, right? Um, I just I don't know that last year's team was that that level. Yeah, um, right. Twenty fifteen, like that team didn't win the Big Ten, but that team would have won the playoff. And I don't think anybody 100%. has any question about yeah, that. Right. Um, but you know, I think it's when you talk about the committee and the the subjectivity of the whole damn thing. Like Georgia was a how many point favorite at home against South Carolina, who won four games this year? Twenty nine or so, and, and nobody cares. But Ohio State loses by they'll 20. Care. They're going to care on Sunday. That's yeah. why they're well, not But it's not going to matter on Sunday because they're, if, if Georgia loses, they're out anyway. Yeah. So you don't have Georgia getting in there? No. I don't even think they should be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe the committee knows. Well, clearly they know what well, they're Well, Georgia's doing in if they win. But yeah. I don't think they should be. But they're not going to win. I don't, think they're, I don't think they should be one of those. I don't think they're their fourth best team. Their I defense, really don't. Their defense sucks. <laughs> well, I'm going to disagree. Georgia's defense, I think, is pretty good. Their offense sucks um, outside of the running game. And, and I don't know if, if uh, DeAndre Swift is healthy going into this weekend or not. That changes their whole game plan. But, I mean, LSU, their defense sucks. <laughs> <LSU>. <laughs> Big time. So, That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I mean how, how much LSU, do you think Kirby sorry. is killing himself right now with the fact that he said, you know what, the hell with 
Justin, I got the Fromm. Doesn't he have to be? Yeah, I mean, there's no way you can watch these two guys and tell me Jake Fromm is better. And somehow they did that, and you know, people say that too about the last couple of years with Burrow and Haskins and JT. Like, I tend to give the benefit of the doubt to the coaches who see him every day, mm-hmm. and unless there's an outcry from teammates, you've been through the situation where guys want one guy to be the quarterback because they see it on the practice field. You know, that didn't really happen at Georgia for Justin Fields, but I don't, I don't know why because. You, you put them on the field. There's no comparison between the two for me. It's crazy. And the the way that they even just used him, like they were, they typecast him as this change of pace runner. That's not who Justin Fields is. We haven't seen him take off like last week was the, or two weeks ago. Was it last week or two weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Twenty one times versus Penn State yeah. was the most we've seen him run a football, and it wasn't even like it was. It was that was power running. Exactly. But he looked damn good doing you it. You know though. the thing is, <laughs> like what what you guys went through in 2008 with Terrell and and Beckman, right? Like. Mm-hmm. You have some guys clearly want one guy to be the quarterback, uh, a handful of guys who want the other guy to be the quarterback. But Terrell Pryor couldn't throw the football, right? right? Justin Fields could throw the football. So it's not like there's a drop-off. And I know Jake Fromm's a a smart guy and a leader, but uh, newsflash, so is Justin Fields. (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, to me, it seems like a a coach sometimes, one of the worst things they can do is just say, this is my guy, all else, screw, screw everything else. This is my guy. Because just Jake Fromm, when Justin Fields was being recruited, the whole idea was, come in, Jake Fromm will be gone after his junior year, Justin will have two years to take mm-hmm. over. Well, Jake Fromm's junior year is about up, yeah. and I, I, Justin I, Fields is probably going to be picked ahead of him next year. <laughs> yeah. I still don't see Fromm as an NFL quarterback right now, so that's – they just – they bungled it. Right. And they're still in the top four right now, but imagine putting them, uh, as, we, as Boom was talking about there and corrected himself with the Georgia defense, you put that Georgia defense, it's sort of like this Ohio State. And then Justin Fields in charge of that Georgia offense. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a completely different game in the oh, SEC. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, DeAndre Swift may not play. George Pickens is out for the first half. I think Lawrence Cager's out. So, I mean, their only receiving options at Georgia are not playing in the first half for sure. DeAndre Swift may not play. LSU might beat them by fifty. And that's what if I'm talking <laughs> wow. if I'm talking about an, an Ohio State. I mean, that the first time they played, it was what twenty four to fourteen. They're still something. playing against the LSU defense. And they only gave up fourteen to them last time. And that was in Athens, uh, right? defense. I'm not taking my hat off to them guys. They played no, this year. No, they sure didn't. They didn't? No. Was that last year? Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to take things, take one thing, right. put it with another thing. <laughs> Sometimes they don't fit together. The, the entire SEC is the exact same team, and they all stay. <laughs> but I, I asked that question because it, it just makes me think about how often we see those situations, more so now than in, in years past, but where we have a quarterback transferring from a university – going on and being ultra successful mm-hmm. and then at university being on the outside looking in. Unfortunately enough for us, we're not on the outside looking in because we have a damn good one. Right. And I, I obviously, I think everybody probably agrees that Burrow is probably going to win the Heisman. But you go back and look at a couple of years ago, look at the Urban Meyer team that has Cam Newton. They have Tim Tebow, a Heisman Trophy <laughs> winning quarterback already. And you got Cam Newton sitting there in the wings who I don't think anybody snagging a disagree laptop. Which well, one yeah, is I mean, better? You gotta understand, there's extenuating circumstances right. there. Cam was uh, politely asked to leave, uh, so it's not entirely the right. same thing. Uh, Justin Fields was was asked, "Please don't go." Uh, Cam Newton was played, "Please leave." I mean, the, <laughs> we're going to need you. The to... closest thing when you bring that up, Beanie, is is Oklahoma this year in Alabama, because you, know, you got Jalen Hurts going there, trying to lead the Sooners back to the playoff, and, and Alabama is is 100 out, and now part of that is obviously the injury, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why you want to keep those guys as long as possible. And it's really hard to do that. I'm not saying they could have twisted Jalen Hurts' arm to, you know, stick around for another year or do anything to 
you know, maintain his eligibility after that whole process. They're not the same, but you see these guys leave, and there's only like four or five spots in the entire country where you can go succeed. Like, at how this much level. fun is that Sugar Bowl going to be? Tate Martell is kicking his self in the ass right now. I can tell nah, you that much. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. But nonetheless, he would have still been on his team. He would have got some chances to play, and. Yeah, he wouldn't be at Miami. Who, go, who leaves and goes to Miami? Like no. I don't know about that one. Well, yeah, I, would, I, I would leave right now to go to Miami, <laughs> to be honest. No, it man, that's, uh, that's uh, it's 40 degrees outside. I just wanted to chat real quick about that, man. Uh, and, and, uh, you got, hold on. Like, no, you got to talk about the bet DSI, though. Yeah, so what's the spread in this game? I don't have the spread. 16 and a half, Ohio State. We're going to make our bets at betdsi.com. Use promo code Benny100. What Ride the Buckeyes. You, there's 16 and a half in a neutral environment, Big Ten Championship. Indoors. Our home. Indoors. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I'm obviously going to lay the points there and, and take the Buckeyes in this one. They just 38 to 7 in a rainstorm, and now you give them a chance to get uh, on that fast track. We've seen what they've done mm-hmm. the last couple of years. I'll, I'll never forget watching Paris Campbell and Terry McCorn flying down the field. Now it's uh, time for Chris Olave and Ben Victor and KJ Hill Ooh. to have their turns. I mean, that's. Uh, that's pretty, and J.K. Dobbins too, obviously, and the Big Ten's best running back. So that's right. There you go. He's on the field there. I, I'm definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely taking uh, the Buckeyes there, and I don't. I just have a hard time seeing it being close, Beanie. I mean, I I don't know the the gambling terminology, but the Buckeyes are, the Buckeyes are going to win by more than that. They're going to win by more than that's six. called a cover burn. They're going to win by like <laughs> thirty or something. So I, you know, 45, 14, somewhere in that range. Boom! You got the Buckeyes as well. Oh man, easy. I mean. Uh, it's just these spreads this year for Ohio State have been free money. Right, exactly. <laughs> and Bet DSI has, has has done me well this year, you know. So that's why y'all need to go. Bet DSI. LSU, Georgia. LSU minus seven. Which one you, I just said I think LSU can beat it by fifty. Yeah, so. I'm going LSU yeah, in this game. Yeah. Well LSU as well. I just have this I Burn laid out that case and Georgia's wide receivers and all that. I I have this weird feeling that LSU's defense is going to come back to bite them at some point. I don't know that Georgia will win the game outright, but I think I would take Georgia to cover there. Real mm. quick. Okay. Utah. Utah, Oregon. You said Utah is the what? Utah field goal favorite. Where are we going with this? I'm going to go Utah. All Utah yeah. for me. All Utah. Yeah, Utah's going to win by two touchdowns. You know, I'm, I'm always the, the oddball in the group. I don't think so. <laughs> so got the Ducks. Yeah, Ruin yeah. it for the but Pac-12. I yeah, I, I do. <laughs> so real quick before we get out of here, I wanted to ask you guys, man, is my eye, are my eyes lying to me when I look at Clemson, or are they a team that isn't very scary? I ain't or is it like we got to worry about Dabo? And- I, I was fully <laughs> expecting you to uh, ask that question in the exact opposite way. No. I think they're somewhat terrifying because you have no idea who they are. And they've had 12 weeks to get to the playoff, knowing that they were never going to be challenged, yeah. knowing that they didn't have to reveal jack shit all year long. Mm-hmm. Okay. They almost lost to North Carolina, though. Early in the year. Uh, Give them that. They, they, they've had nothing all year long. They've had nothing to show anybody. And I think that there's this really great built-in advantage when you have three months to prepare for the playoff. And that's what they've had because the ACC is effing terrible. But does that make you worse as a team because of the competition? So. They're healthy. They're healthy. Nobody has any real idea what they've had to do in, in tough situations. I mean, sure, UNC, whatever. That's a game that I think they just sort of tried to sleepwalk through. Mm-hmm. They have the most complete team in the country other than Ohio State. Oh, and shit. They're the second-ranked pass defense in the country. 
Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback in the country, Ooh. in my opinion. Wow. I know. I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think he's the best quarterback in the country. He's going to be the number one pick in next year's draft. Mm, I'll agree with that. Not next year, but like, you know, 2021 right. draft. They have a running back in uh, Travis Etienne who's incredibly Good. undervalued nationally and a stable of wide receivers that are as good as any group in the country. I agree with that. And I just I think that that's you're going to have to beat them eventually. Mm-hmm. I think Ohio State fans should be hoping that is the final game of the year, not the semifinals. Berm. Why am I keep going to you, Austin, and saying Berm? <laughs> I think you're just yeah, shocked I, I know, all yeah, that, yeah. everything Berm threw at <laughs> yeah. you. Austin, what is your take on Clemson? Are you scared of Clemson? To me, no. I, I'm not like Berm on that one. I'm no, not I'm, scared. I'm, I'm not playing. But I, I think that, <laughs> I, I think Clemson is a Clemson is a much better team than people are paying attention to. I wouldn't be scared to put my money on Ohio State in that game either at mm-hmm. BetDSI. That they, this is a special special team at Ohio State. And then if you if that got to be the matchup, whether it's the semifinal or the final, the revenge factor, which sometimes is overblown. Ohio State wants so badly to erase what happened in right. those last couple meetings, and especially yeah. the last time in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of these guys weren't part of that. I get it. And, and Ryan Day, uh, well, Clemson helped usher, usher in the Ryan Day era <laughs> uh, by shutting out that Ohio State team. So, But I just – they want to be t- – Ohio State wants to be tested. I think Clemson wants to be. I think that might be uh, one of the best games of the playoff era. Liam, they, Liam McCullough is going to snap so hard that game. <laughs> it, it, he remembers. If they, if they match up. I, I would I want to see it like that's the matchup everyone do, should yeah. be waiting for yeah. and I don't I'm really tired of hearing this woe is me routine from Dabo oh, I, I want the them worst. to play a meaningful game mm-hmm. and I don't think that they can beat Ohio State he is but the I'd, worst. I'd love to see them try Mama? because Chase Young Dabo, sweetie, so <laughs> getting after Trevor <laughs> Lawrence eat him alive or Chase Young against Jackson Carmen I mean yeah, there's a million storylines for that game mm-hmm. uh, sign me up for it I'll take it right now all right, we're about to get out of here. We're about to wrap up the Beanie Number One podcast. But real quick, again, I'm sorry, but we got something to say? No, you're good. All right, I want your four college football teams in the college football playoff. Uh, I want your four, my four, your four. Uh, Ohio State, LSU, Clemson, and Utah. Oh. All right. Uh, one versus four is going to be Ohio State against Utah and Atlanta. And LSU and Clemson will battle out there uh, in a stadium you know well in the desert. I gotta agree. Like I like I said, I took Utah. Uh, you just said that Utah's gonna lose to Oregon. I sure did. <laughs> I'm tripping. So well, if that's the case, then Oregon it is. Well, it's not gonna be. That. Well, they're not getting in. So it's gonna Oklahoma. be Oklahoma. Boom's got Oklahoma oh, now. Gosh. I don't know. I, I got my three. That four is hard, man. It's hard to say. Four doesn't matter, right? Ohio State's right. getting a bye. Hey, that's all I care about. <laughs> I'm going to Ohio State. Uh, Clemson, LSU, and Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma sneaks into this thing. Okay. Um, I think they go out and they win big. I think their defense plays a damn good game, and that's going to force the committee to reevaluate Oklahoma and, and that conference. So, yeah. yeah. Do it. That's a wrap on Being in the Boone Podcast. We're here at Homage. I don't know if y'all peeped it, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. You see these nice Letterman Row hoodies? Mm-hmm. Those I get very, you one of Nice. If you ask nicely. Yeah, and they, they might have a little H on there, too, so you never know. Yeah. And look at this. Look at this here. Look at these guys. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I, I remember uh, there was a uh, a program cover. It was like Troy Smith, Tony Pittman, Anthony Gonzalez, and a bunch of other guys. They were called the Fun Bunch. This looks like the Fun Bunch right here, though. This is, <laughs> this is your group that should be that's called the Fun Bunch. bunch right that's, here. that's the Wild Bunch. No, man, stop on down to how much for the next couple of days. 
They got a nice, pretty sweet deal. So, yeah, come on, check them out. 33% off everything. That's a wrap.